0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Snapback Podcast, where I, your host Joshua the Chaplain, and our co-host Meg the Sabotage Slayer come together to help you get out of your own way.
1: We coach you through the crazy chaos, slay through the shame, and we battle together to help you break every chain of self-sabotage.
0: So be sure to like, follow, or subscribe so you can stay up to date on all things Snapback. Hey, hey, everybody. We are back with another fun week of Snap Back, Break Every Chain, an instant and vigorous recovery. So, Meg, we are back in studio. It's been a couple of weeks. How have you been?
1: I've been awesome. What yeah, about you?
0: Pretty good. Sun's out. Coaching is going well. Everything's, you know, moving along. So, Yay. awesome. We have this really cool topic today, and I had—I have a feeling that it, it relates a lot to the self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. And um, as I was researching it and kind of thinking about what, what to talk about in this 30 minutes that we have, it, um, it reminded me a lot of acceptance. So these are going to kind of walk the same line as acceptance a little bit. Um, but that is forgiveness, and it is something I've struggled with a lot. Um, on both kinds, right? There's mm-hmm. the forgiving yourself, which is a challenge, and then there's forgiving other people. And um, so we're going to talk about both of those today. Why don't you start out with just from the self-sabotage point of view, since that's you know where, where you come from, uh, forgiveness and forgiving yourself, and just we'll go from there.
1: Yeah, you and I had talked a little bit before about how we often think that forgiveness is letting the other person off the hook. For sure. And that by doing that, you just allow them basically to walk all over you. And in all reality, forgiveness is for you. And I don't know where I heard it, but I, this was a long time ago. I had heard, I think it was like a Buddhist teaching about holding on to a hot coal Mm -hmm. that is burning your hand. And we're the person that has a hot coal in our hand burning it. We have the choice to drop the coal and allow the healing to happen. But instead, we hold on to the coal and we keep that inner hand (laughs) scorching hot coal and we allow it to just kind of take over our life. For sure. We have the choice to forgive. It may seem painful. It may seem impossible. It may seem like the exact opposite thing that (laughs) you ever want to do. But it by doing that and acknowledging it, it's part of the process it's part of the healing and if you want it to happen quicker that's the best way to do it i don't know really how else to say yep. it as long as like you keep in mind that this is for you so that you can move forward and that it's not letting that person off the hook those are two things to really remember for sure.
0: yeah that's the hardest thing so what's so cool about the fact that we research and think about this stuff separately. I have that quote from Buddha. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's holding on to anger is like holding on to a hot coal. You yep. only burn yourself. And, um, and so I was actually wrote it down cause I wanted to go a little bit further Yeah, to, Right when we for, when we forgive it, we have that concept that we're giving that person permission, or that we're saying it's cool what you did, it's okay, you know. And we even sometimes in our forgiveness process say it's okay, you know, it's okay, mm-hmm. and that's just an unhealthy boundary that we haven't learned how to set yet, right? So it it'd be like our concept of what, how we think about it right now. It'd be like if when we do drop that coal or when we acknowledge that that coal's hot, that it turned to ice, right? That's mm-hmm. an absurd thought, but that's mm-hmm. how we look at it, right? Like it's going to be over and. Um, I'm glad that you said that it's for you because that's kind of the the whole point, whether you're forgiving yourself or you're forgiving someone else. You're doing it just for you. Right. And it's that concept of like I had to forgive you because it was eating away at me. Mm -hmm. Right. Like whatever you did was breaking me down so bad, affecting my day, affecting my decisions and my reactions so badly that I got I had to forgive. I had to let it go for me so I can move on so I could find healing. Right. So let's, let's like dive into that misconception real quick. What we're doing when we forgive somebody, right? It's for us, but then what's the after effect, right? We have this really what I think is a really unhealthy phrasing in society, which is forgive and forget. Mm-hmm. And that sounds so smooth and it rolls off, but it's really like the complete opposite. Right. And, so, and in some aspects, I think that we have the choice to forgive or to forget. Right. That mm-hmm. that's how it should. That's probably how this thing should go. So like what's next, right? We're, we're forgiving it for us, but then there's still this person that this thing, this group of people, this thing that's happened that's wronged us. Right. So what, what's the step after that? What, are, what, are we, how do we look at that? How do we address that? What are we saying to them out there when we say forgive? Right.
1: Well, I think there's a naturally going to be a mix of emotions that are going to go over you. But the one that we had talked about that was always pivotal for me was because it it allows me to give myself grace and the other person that hurt people hurt people. And when you realize that maybe they're not intentionally being malicious (laughs) and trying to cut you down, it gives you more compassion along their own journey, separate from your own. You also have that choice to separate yourself from it, too. Yeah. It's kind of like... You know, I love you. I'm so sorry you're on this journey, but I'm not allowing you to hurt me the way that I'm not giving you that power anymore right. yeah. and whatever that looks like, and we, whether it's time, energy. We talked about energy, boundaries,
0: mm-hmm. right? So that's what you're kind of going right back to that. In order for you to even set healthy boundaries, there has to be that forgiveness piece to it, right? You have to mm-hmm. let go and then set the boundaries of now that it hurt me, now that I'm letting it go and I'm not going to let it keep hurting me. Now, what fence, what line do I draw? to prevent that from happening again to me, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's a really healthy part of the boundary process, not only just for us to let go, but then for the future us to not continue making that mistake or not continue walking that path. It's like what's needed to accept that.
1: When I think also, like if you really think about it, which this is the part where you have to forgive yourself for, and you look at the time that it's taken from your life again, and you see that this thing, whatever it was, happened a decade and a half ago, and yet you still have that replaying in your head or every time you go to do X, Y, Z, this shows up. It's still taking charge of your life. And so allowing that boundary to be around it, that you're not going to allow that past circumstance, that past person, that past hurt to carry on in your future because you don't even see the person anymore. And that to me is one of the hardest things because... We've conditioned our mind. We've, we've dealt with this for 15 years. Mm-hmm. And so anytime we try to go do something new, if we haven't taken that time to forgive ourselves for not knowing any better at the time and not knowing how to set boundaries and not knowing how much this thing took control of you, of course it's going to follow you. Even yeah. if that person's not even in your life, even that person's not even alive.
0: And especially if that person doesn't even remember it, because in mm-hmm. my experience, most of the time, They have no idea, you know, and a lot of the things that I've done, you know, people will bring up, especially when you go through recovery, you know, you, you get to a step where you kind of open the door and they're like, all right, what, where did I mess up? You know, and, Mm you're supposed to take inventory of what you did wrong and then, you know, go to that person and make amends. But a lot of times for me, what happened was I was making amends for things that they had no clue happened, mm-hmm. but they had a list of stuff that they were angry about with me that I had no, you know, clue mm-hmm. that happened. so our perspectives and our experiences and what we remember and take with us and carry on are so different that it's almost just like a need to forgive yourself because most of the, most of the time the other people have let it go or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So, It's a really, really weird uh, concept because we have an overwhelming need to, like, be right, to be righted, right? Like, Mm -hmm. there's a whole concept, especially with with men or with me, that until I can forgive a person once they've done the necessary things to earn my forgiveness, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's a, a step where, like, you have to get to a point where I know you're never going to hurt me again, and then I can forgive you for this past thing, which it's pretty flawed, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm aware of how flawed that is, but why don't you talk about how we can change that perspective? Because I think, especially for men who have this mentality, you know, this inner need to like be manly, to be at the top, to do right. And then we have that, that like this desire where you have to earn back my forgiveness and that's that earn back part is where we're really flawed, right? So how do we twist that?
1: I think in some ways, not even really needing the other person to be there is a pretty big plot twist (laughs) because sometimes a it's not either it's it's not in your best interest if it was something was really unhealthy or maybe the person isn't in your physical presence anymore maybe they're not on this earth anymore maybe that you've set such strong boundaries it's not just it's not good for you guys to both be there you can take that time and you can have that forgiveness time just with you like our minds are so powerful that you can write things down as if you're having that conversation face to face, if you're having it over the phone, you can voice record. If it feels strange doing that through prayer. And actually, I don't know, I've seen other situations where maybe you go and you, normally your your like response or your reaction would be write a really long email or a really long text and then send it and then later you're like Who was that person (laughs) that wasn't me so maybe you could still do the action and just get it all out but you don't ever send it but just like getting it out of you so that it's not occupying all that space is something that you could do especially if maybe they don't even know that
0: that was a huge part so of my forgiveness process I mean a whole lot of my pain was that I was holding on to stuff at 35 36 years old you know i was reliving every day mm-hmm. stuff that happened to me when i was three four or five you know a long long time ago and the people that that you know i i saw as the people that wronged me or the people that i needed to like address forgive you know move on from most of them weren't around and if they were i wasn't going to track them down and mm-hmm. put myself back in that situation so it was challenging to to mentally just keep going yeah i forgive them yeah i forgive them but then clearly every day the filter of what, you know, that, that wreckage, that pain left behind that it was obvious that it was still playing a part. And so, um, I finally got to a point where I just got my camera out on my phone and I set it up and I did video, like video journals and, um, my like biological mom, who I've never met in my life. Right. So there was no Mm -hmm. way that I was going to like find her and, and have a conversation with her that was healthy or anything so I just like looked, I, I know that her name's Tammy and she has brown curly hair. Literally, that's the only two pieces of information I've ever been given about her. So um, I just looked at the phone and I said, Tammy, and then I just went off, you know, I mm-hmm. cried, I yelled. Um, but at the end, I I just deleted the video and I walked away from it, you know, mm-hmm. it felt better. It felt lighter. You know, there was a sense of forgiveness. So there's really that, that point that I wanted to make is that the person, like you said, doesn't have to be there that the forgiveness is for us. It's an internal thing that we're doing uh, for our soul, for our spirit, for our future, you know. Um, So it's 100% about us. We can be anywhere and do it anywhere, anytime. No one has to be around. And a really, really important thing that that I want to get across, because it's something that took me so long to understand and I have to constantly remind myself, is that the person doesn't have to be ready for forgiveness Mm -hmm. for you to be ready to forgive them. And that kind of sounds like a t-shirt. (laughs) <laughs> but it's, it's so real, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we so often have to wait for that person to be ready. And, and the reality is, like, that's just how many more days, months, years of pain that you've put yourself through that's unnecessary. That's how much longer have you been holding on to that hot rock, right? And it's just a crazy concept, so.
1: Yeah, I think trying to do the most that you can with what you can control. And you can control writing something down on paper. You can control taking it to God in prayer. You can control doing the video or you also another way to process if you have someone that's in your life where you do trust that they can hold the space for you to let out some strong emotions and how you feel and not judge you and not try to fix everything and just let you get it out. Yeah. You know, that's another way to process things. It's too. really
0: important, I think, that the three aspects, you know, of talking, of releasing it to God, right, mm-hmm. of admitting it to yourself. I mean, that's a huge aspect that we've talked about a lot. But then that being able to share it with another human being, I think is not only um, recommended, but I almost think it's mandatory for part of this process mm-hmm. because we are one body, right? We're a united people. And so you have to have that dependence on someone else and that reliability and that accountability and that empathy, which is, I mean, shameless plug, right? That's why coaches, that's why we do what we do. We are yeah. those people for most. or chaplains or clergy or, you know, you have mm-hmm. people that you can go to that you can have that conversation with, but that's, I think, a big part of it. So um, to go just kind of shift from the person to ourselves because that is another big part of it, right? Um, we, as human beings, were flawed, and so we are making mistakes every day. And that is a lot of times it's easier for me to forgive the other person out and have empathy and forgiveness and grace for that person than it is for me to forgive myself for mistakes that I've made, mm-hmm. which um, which is obviously the same stone, right? Same mm-hmm. amount of heat, same damage, all of that stuff. But um, for some reason, that perspective of like I should have known better, I should be better, why did I let that happen? Why Even when someone else wronged me, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times I'm more angry at myself for letting that happen to me and I'm like, yeah, you're cool, man. I get it. You're a broken human being. That's what broken human. Being. You're cool. But I am an elevated thinking mm-hmm. person who should not be falling for these things anymore. Right. So how do we do that? Like when you're coaching women, when you're doing it and they're obvious, it's obvious that like the, the holdup is that they can't forgive themselves for something they've done or for just almost that like thought of, of stupidity. Right. How is I like, that stupid to let that happen? Yeah. How do we address that and move past that?
1: The big big thing here that has taken me a really long time to notice is why do we say I should? I should have, I should have, I, I should have known, I should have, I should be further ahead. I should, how does I should serve you? Like literally, like you take any situation in your life and you're like, I should, how does that make you feel? And that's that's like a default, yeah. Yeah. It's a default thing that I tend to do, so I have to like (laughs) grab myself and say, "Quit it." (laughs) We don't have time for this today. So the "I should" isn't productive. The "I should" for me personally, and I don't know about you, but takes me back into like shame mentality. I should have known better. I should be smarter than this. I should have picked up on those red flags. I should have, you know, all those things. And and when you realize, hey, that's not actually serving me which means I'm not showing up as my highest self, which means I'm not healing, which means I'm not doing what God's called me to do in this world at the level I need to. I need to cut out the shoulds. I don't know. When, yeah. when I say that to no, you, yeah, what do you think That's pretty about? mind-blowing.
0: because I've never heard it worded that way, right, with the shoulds. But, um, but when you say it and I reflect back on just like my talk in the morning with myself, my talk mm-hmm. at night with God, like, man, the should is in there all the time. And I coach all the time against no, right? Like I want no debt, right? That's just, that's backwards, right? You want wealth. You want financial freedom. You want to say the things that you want, not what you don't want. Right. So no has been a constant thing that I coach, but should, you know, right when you said it, I was like, oh man, I say that all all the time, all the time. Self-talk, God talk, friend talk, you're right. Like Mm -hmm. that's crazy. And so, yeah. So what word, right? I should have, right. I made the wrong turn. I did whatever it was that I made the mistake on, slept through the alarm. I'm mad at myself for that. I should have set a second alarm. I should have made the right turn. I should have known better. How, how do we change that sentence?
1: Well, I think, again, it's kind of like accepting like where you're at. Like we've talked about that before. You have to acknowledge that you're saying it and just quit saying it. Like catch yourself every yeah. time. And I noticed for me, for example, in my life, when I was trying to figure out like the whole relationship piece of my life, I was told and my family will probably laugh at this a little bit that my picker was broken. So when I think that, and I hear that over and over and over again in my head, even though they may not have been saying it, it might've been a joke. Then I think, Oh, I should have known better with this past person. I should have known how to do this. And I didn't, I should have left this relationship. I should have it again. That doesn't serve at all. It actually brings me back further from where I was. So acknowledging that you're saying should and that you're thinking that you need to be somewhere else than where you are right now is like a big a big piece so maybe
0: like i can right like because the whole thing about forgiveness is like allowing your future in -hmm. a way right Mm -hmm. so like what you're saying with i should keeps you living in the past yeah Yeah. so i should it keeps us in the past if i keep saying i should I'm, i'm living in the the mistake I'm living in the pain I'm living in the fear mm-hmm. right the anxiety of it but if I can convert that to I can right like I made the wrong turn but then I can make Rerouting. the next right turn. <laughs> I immediately let that go and it's for my future so my future so I know yeah I made a mistake I can let that go and next time I can make a better choice I can make the right I can pick a different person right mm-hmm. and it, it reminds me um, one of the podcasts I listened to somebody wrote in and said like how do you judge when the risk is too much like going into a business moving Mm -hmm. your family whatever it is how do you judge when the risk is too much right and it was pretty cool um like most coaches answer questions with not the answer that you're expecting but right so it it was basically like in today's day and age no matter what you lose we live in a day and age where we can gain it all back pretty quickly Mm -hmm. and so the reality is in this time that we live in the only risk is in not doing right and so it's that that concept of like, if I continue to beat myself up for being in these bad relationships with women over and over and over again, I'm never putting myself in a position or a place where I can have a good relationship with a woman. Right. And so that the second that I let myself go and acknowledge, I made those mistakes, forgive myself for that. And now let's look towards what I want, which goes back to a couple of our episodes, right? Mm -hmm. Let's eliminate everything I don't want, forgive myself for that. And then what's left is what I want. That's what I can focus on and that's the direction I can move in. Right. So mm-hmm. beautiful. Well,
1: you know? like working more towards what you expect, like what you want the outcome to actually be versus focusing on all the ways in which life so far hasn't worked out in your favor. Cause really it has, like you don't know the lessons that you've learned as cliche as this sounds or the resilience you've built. I know like when you're going through it, no one wants to hear that, but mm-hmm. for real, like you don't know what's up ahead and what it's going to take to sustain that. So all these things, like you were saying, I can. Well, what about I can or I am? Yeah. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. This was exactly what I was supposed to, to grow from and learn yeah. from. This is like school of life. Yeah, you know. It's one of
0: those things I wrote down too is part of forgiveness is giving yourself permission <laughs> to be a human being. Yes. Right. We so much, we are above, we are better than that. That like concept, we are better than that keeps us down so much because mm-hmm. the reality is we're, we're broken human beings, right? We're going to make mistakes. We're going to say the wrong thing. We're going to do that. So the second that we can acknowledge overall, I'm a human being that's prone to make mistakes that, and, and that's okay. Yeah. I learn from it and I move on. Then that forgiveness process is something that we don't even think about, right? Like as we talk about this, there are moments where I can look back and see the process mm-hmm. that i actively went through it but realistically today uh, most of what we're talking about happens subconsciously mm-hmm. right and i i move forward with life without you know too much of it but um but one thing that just really hit me while we were talking is um just this week about that forgiving and letting go right so i no secret i got a, a dui owi years ago and um and what happened was i was having a frustrating day I was bored with life. I was just genuinely bored. And I wanted to go on an adventure. I just wanted to get out, and I wanted to go on an adventure. My kids were gone with their grandparents. Alyssa, my wife, was at work for the night, and I had this whole day Mm -hmm. where I had nothing planned, and I just wanted to go on an adventure, right? So I just jumped in the car. I drove down to my hometown. I drank too much, right? I tried to drive home, the rest. But but that what led up to that, right, beat me up for so long because there were so many times, like, I shouldn't have had that that one more beer, right, that one more pint. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have turned that way, right. I shouldn't have, like, so many, right, mm-hmm. your thing, I shouldn't have. And for years, probably two years into my sobriety even, I was still beating myself up. I would be laying, at, you know, that would have a moment of silence, and it would come up, and it would be like, oh, man, if you just turned the other way, if you just did, you know. And it hit me. But then, you know, I, I, I went through, eventually was able to process it, forgive myself for it, and move on and realize that was just a part of my growth, right? And and I swear to you, my first book I ever write will probably be like, thank God I got a DUI or, mm-hmm. you know, thank Jesus for that o- OWI or that moving violation because it really was like the rock bottom and the everything eye-opening. that happens today is a result of that. And I can see that now that I've gone through this process. But what's really cool is that once we go through forgiveness, we set down the boundaries, we learn from our mistakes, and we grow from them. So... Just last week, the kids were at their grandparents. Alyssa was gone for work for a couple days in a row, and I was bored out of my mind. I've been coaching on the water three or four times a day, hiking, golf, right? I'm, like, Mm -hmm. active like crazy right now. And then Layla's learning to skateboard, so all of my free time is skateboarding. I mean, there's not really a time where I sit down, and I had this whole day where I was, like, sitting down. And I was going crazy, and I really wanted an adventure, and I wanted to get out. And I was like, how beautiful it is that I have all this free time, and I get to do this. And so I loaded up some stuff, and I jumped in the car, and I was driving to my hometown. And I got about a half an hour into the drive, and it hit me that this is the exact path that I went down when I got the OWI. Mm -hmm. In no way do I think that I was going to go drink alcohol that day or get an OWI. I just realized that this is a really unhealthy—I have no plan. I'm out here on my own. Mm-hmm. I want adventure, right? So I'm already, I have a thing that needs filled. I'm not fulfilled right now and I, right. I'm seeking to fulfill that, but I don't know what it is. Like these are all the things. I'm, I am, whatever happens today at the end of this is not going to be great because mm-hmm. I know that I'm starting from an unhealthy spot. And the last time I went down this unhealthy spot, it was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So even though I'm not going to drink again and I'm not, ri- I don't think I was risking that. I got off on that exit and I turned around and I drove home. And I did some more planning and I spent some time with the dogs and I went on some, you know, I, mm-hmm. I still had a great day and I enjoyed myself, but but it's that that process that we're talking about, right? Where I should have, I should have, I should have. And then the realizing that this is a mistake I made. I'm going to forgive myself. Now I can, this is who I can be. This is who I am today. And then when those things start to happen, recognizing it and knowing that one, I don't want to make that mistake again. I also, this forgiveness process is pretty, pretty challenging. And there are some times where I will say, I am really angry with you, but I do not want to put you on my amends list. So I'm just going to forgive you and move mm-hmm. on. And that's fine if that's the motivation. I don't want to have to forgive you, so I'm not going to let this go any further. Like I'm not going to be any more angry over this thing, which well, is fine, right? Well,
1: and that's a boundary right there. It's like as you progress and as you evolve and as you change, I mean those things happen every single day, especially on your, if you're on that growth journey and you're not trying to escape your life. So there was something I had posted a couple weeks ago that I was like, yes, it was something about how like more some people visit your past more than you do. And you say, I don't even live there anymore, you know, and that's the kind of thing that I think when people do try to remind you in a negative way of the things that you used to not know, you can you can choose how you move forward with that. And I think you sometimes do need to be bold and say, hey that was me 10 years ago. I'm not that person anymore versus allowing that same type of mental jargon to be stated in front of you. I've done this more times than I can even count sure. lately. Yeah. And it is scary because you do, as you do, as you state stuff like that, you do risk the relationship, Yeah. but I want you to be in the relationship with who I am now.
0: For sure. And you're I not, don't want to live not, there anymore. So no, I don't want to talk no, about it anymore. I don't no. want you to, you know, do that. And, So before we wrap up, there's one more aspect that I had that I wanted to talk about. And that's the, I I don't know how else to say this, but the forgiveness of not being able to forgive forgiveness, whatever you want to say. But so there's this concept that I have with a lot of my clients where I forgave them. I went through the process that, that Meg and Josh were talking about. I forgave them. I feel better. And then three months down the road, and this happens to me anytime there's some silence, it came back up. I'm angry about it again. And so now what happens is they beat themselves up over the fact that they didn't fully forgive maybe, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know how much sense that makes. If you're experiencing it, then it makes sense to you. But here's the thing, right? I I went through it and I forgave myself for it. Three months, six months down the road, the memory comes up. I get really angry. Maybe two or three days I'm in a little bit of a funk because I'm remembering this thing and I have to kind of re-forgive myself. Part of the process for me is that I beat myself up because I didn't fully maybe forgive myself and I I just wanted to share like you have forgiven yourself for something it comes back up it's part of the process right Mm -hmm. you're going to remember it again you might have some negative emotions it doesn't mean that you like didn't fully forgive yourself for it it doesn't mean that you're like on the wrong track or you did it wrong the first time you need to do it again just a reminder right you just constantly have to remind yourself I don't know if you can even talk about what I just said or not. <laughs> how that no, is.
1: I think it, the thing that came up for me when you stated that, because, you know, often it's the forgiveness of someone else that seems to take over a mind a little bit more. And are you doing it as a way to avoid your own feeling? You know, it, are, you, are you doing it because it's easier to play victim mode in a way? And that might be a touchy like ouch thing. I've had to do the same thing myself and be like, hmm, it is a little bit easier if I just put the blame back on them. Then I don't have to shine the light on me and see what's actually going on in there. For sure. So is that becoming the new, like, default thing Mm -hmm. for us to, like, deflect?
0: Yeah. And there's a level of, like, that brings up another point of real forgiveness, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if you just kind of face value, forgive somebody, right, on the surface, that rock is still in your hand. And still burning, like yeah. you have to let the rock go, and then quit, for picking, the the to stop. quit yeah. picking the scab. Quit picking the scab, for sure, for sure. So awesome. Well, we, you know, we do these in like thirty minutes, and I know that um, it's really good for podcast time. But they have so much. There's so much every single topic that we could go on and on and on about. So um, on the links, we've got some stuff for you. Why don't you tell us what we've added to our our links so people can find you and find some information about you?
1: Yeah, so many. So many fun things. So it's basically just for you to connect with me more. So I have some free tools on there if you struggle with your body, um, if you want some help with your relationships, or if you just want to chat with me. Awesome. All the info's on there.
0: Yeah. And then we put my stuff on so you have the, the direct line you can call if you're, like, in that moment of pain or need and you just need someone to talk to you right now. And then all the Josh Barrett coaching stuff. So we just appreciate your time, guys. So check us out. Be sure to go back and listen to the other episodes. Uh, like, follow, and subscribe, and just share us on social media. That's really how we continue to, to snap back all together as one, right? So just be love, and we'll see you next week.